everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 153, entitled Cracking the Nintendo Switch Code. My name is Steve, but I am not alone. I am here joined today by our regular podcast crew. Greg, how's it going? Good. How's everything by you, Steve? Things are things are good. Things are good, except for uh, some issues that we'll 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 get there uh, with my Nintendo Switch. Uh, but uh, I, again, I'm not joined uh, just by Greg. I'm also joined by Barry. Barry, how's it going? Hey guys, uh, I, I, this is news to me. I'm I'm sorry to hear about uh, this uh, incident that apparently occurred to your yeah, Switch. Just yeah, but we'll we'll get into that. Number one, uh, we want to let you know that this podcast is interactive. Uh, so if you are watching us live on uh, YouTube, on our YouTube channel, make sure you do uh, go ahead and subscribe and leave some chat uh, in, the, in the chat room there. Um, interact with us to, you know, if we're talking about a news piece, throw your own thoughts in there and uh, we'll refer to that throughout the podcast as well. If you are listening to this later um, on your podcast app of choice or later on, on YouTube as well, uh, make sure you do send in your questions. Uh, you can send them into podcast at nintendofuse.com and uh, we'll get to them in a future episode because uh, we would love to interact with our audience um, because uh, really, you know, we love really talking about video games, but uh, we also love to talk about video games with you, our listeners. And so that's why we make this entire thing and very interactive. So, um, with that all out of the way, let's talk about what we've been playing. Greg, what's been on your Switch lately? Well, for once, I'll have more than one game to report on this time. Um, I got a copy of Moose Man from the eShop e that I've been playing for a future Game Chat episode. I actually just beat the game today. Um, I've also been playing um, Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy, started in the first game, beat the first two, three, four levels there. So far, pretty fun game to me. Um, and finally, still been going forth with uh, Hollow Knight because I just want to finish it because it's such an awesome game. Nice, nice. What's uh, what's a Moose Man all about? <laughs> it's like this uh, adventure game and wasn't quite the adventure game that I thought it was going to be. It's kind of more like a 2D side-scroller adventure game, which I don't know how that is an adventure game, really. <laughs> um. And basically, you move at this really slow pace, and you have like this like stick that you can like light stuff and these idols, and it tells you about these artifacts from like this Russian tribe or something. And that's basically it. You go around like like reading all these myths and stuff, and finding artifacts, and it gives you history on this like tribe or something. It's not that's quite the game, pretty. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little step up a bunker. I'm not quite sure where to put it on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I've not been playing that one. Uh, <laughs> were you uh, were you a big fan of of Crash Bandicoot back in the day? I actually um, Crash Virgin. I just this is the first time I'm playing it, so um, I heard so all about it. And I also did know my wife did enjoy playing it when she was younger. She had her brothers had PlayStation, so. I more got it. I wanted to get it just to share that what she had fun playing within the past. So, cool, cool. Barry, what you been playing? Uh, I finished up um, my playing through of the Blob uh, and was able to. Uh, we have a game chat coming out for that, and uh, I've been playing some Mushroom Wars Two, uh, which is more fun than I thought. Uh, there's a written review going live uh, on Nintendo Fuse for that. 
and uh, then I didn't get to play the Marion Rabbids DLC yet, but I have been sinking my teeth into Octopath Traveler. I did the demo uh, the day before it came out. I played my three hours and was able to just pick up immediately the next day. And I am like 12 hours in. I haven't played as much as I'd like to have played due to life, but uh, I am really enjoying it so far. I was really honestly expecting you to say you're 72 hours in, you know? No, no, I wish. If life <laughs> allowed me to, I would be 72 hours in. I, I, like, I'm not jumping into it like I did Xenoblade because I had to with Xenoblade. Um, you didn't have to with Xenoblade. <laughs> I did for their Game of the Year uh, podcast. I absolutely yeah, no, did. I was just but, kidding. But, uh, Octopath, no, Octopath is good. It's definitely a different type of game. Um, I'm, I've got seven of the eight characters now. I'm going for the eighth one. Um, but I'm taking it slow. I'm just relaxing. I'm... Uh, there's some things I really like about this game. There's some things I'm not a fan of. Like, uh, I'm not a fan of you needing to be in the party to get experience. I like when you have more than the maximum party. I like the RPGs that let everybody get experience. Um, I think it just makes it a more overall easier experience to play because otherwise it's like, ah, oh, well, I kind of got to use this guy now because I need to do his story. So I have no choice but to grind him up. As opposed to even if they're getting like half the experience by not being in the party, it, it just makes it flow faster. Yeah. But but like that's like my only negative on the game. Oh, that and the no auto battle. Like I'm weird weird that they took out auto battle from the Bravely Default games. But other than that, it, it's awesome, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Nice, nice. I'm sure um, the auto battle was kind of hard to work out because I know sometimes it depends on play styles and. I know from my experience with the first demo, like you really had to like find the weaknesses and stuff like that. So yeah, but you can you like in Bravely Default, for example, you could set what the auto battle is. Like you could do auto battle what you last did. So like for example, in Bravely Default, I was able to brave four times with all of my guys, just full on attack, and then say like repeat the last battle as auto battle. So it just did that every time. So when I was farming and just grinding, it made grinding a blast because I was just able to walk around and just not even have to pay attention. So they could easily do that. Like auto battle, like auto attack. Even if you don't break, there are enemies now where I've been able to defeat them without breaking their defenses simply because like I've been st I've stolen like better gear from like NPCs that like even on like a 3% chance, I still got it. So like, I'd like to just be able to do that instead of go, all right, hold on. Dagger got to attack here and bow got to attack here. Like every battle, like boss battles, it totally makes sense. But like, this is fodder at this point, some of this stuff. Like, oh, this is, like, easy-weezy stuff. Like, I just want to hit a button and let it go. Um, yeah, w w there was another game recently, right, that you were telling me that, that you really liked the idea that um, everybody auto um, got experience points um, automatically if they were in the... the, the in your current um, group or not, was that Xenoblade or was was that another game? I can't remember. Z uh, Xenoblade doesn't do that, but everybody gets experience. That's there. It's like I wish it did, but Xenoblade only has five characters, and you have three in your party at a time, so it's not as big of a deal gotcha. when you have eight characters and you can only have four in a time. You're literally cut in half. And and my my favorite RPG of all time, Final Fantasy VI, did the same thing, uh, and that had a lot, like fourteen characters or something. So. I understand, but this is coming from a team that has, you know, like they could they could implement this at this point. It's 2018. I don't think even if you wanted to say like I want old hardcore mode on, like let it at least be an option, or you know, even Pokemon has moved to the experience share kind of ordeal now because that was annoying. Like when you had like Abra in the original, you like you threw him in automatically at the start in every battle, you had to take him out. 
because all he could do was teleport and it was useless. Um, so I, this again is 2018. I would like to see it, but it's not a make or break thing for me. Like gotcha. it's just a minor inconvenience that I'm just going to get over. Gotcha. Um, I have been playing uh, Captain Toad um, Treasure Tracker on Switch. And um, I, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it again. I never actually finished it on Wii U. Um, played it a lot, but I never actually finished it. Uh, look, there it is right there. Uh, have you opened it yet? I have not. I'm going to be playing it again. If I did, I did finish it on the Wii U, but I did nice. not get it. I did not uh, open it yet because Octopath, same day, same day. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, I've been playing. I just played it a little bit because I was actually traveling uh, this last week and uh, wasn't able to play at all. Um, so I just really put in uh, just a little bit of time today. Is <laughs> the first time I'd actually um, played it, and uh, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, in fact, I think I'm going to like it more on on Switch. And I, I think I said in a previous podcast that that was probably going. I was anticipating that to be the case um, because I can take it on the go. It's great. It looks awesome to play on 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 the go on on Switch. Um, I haven't even actually played it on my TV yet. I just uh, I just popped it in and have only played in handheld so far. And uh, it's great. And it ha it's great to has the, the touch screen, you know, right there. And because before you had to interact with the, the whole two screen thing. And I actually like it. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but I like it being all on one screen. Um, it It's really cool to interact with. And, uh, and and I feel like I'm actually a little more. I mean, it's not that um, much of an immersive game, but I feel like I'm, I'm immersed in it more um, on the Switch, um, as weird as that sounds. So um, talking about, uh, let's talk about some games we haven't got to play yet that uh, have come out recently. And actually, the game that I haven't gotten to play uh, yet because I was gone out of town was Octopath Traveler. Um, so hopefully this week I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and uh, fire up the, the demo and uh, play that, that those first uh, few hours, and then um, you know, depending on how I like it, which I'm probably going to enjoy it, um, go ahead and and purchase the the, the full game. Um, but like I said, I haven't um, unfortunately did not have enough time to uh, to get into it just yet, and uh, and did want to go ahead and just take take advantage of that demo um, while it's there, and that way I I. I love the fact that they they did they did this sort of thing with it, and I wish uh, I wish more games could do it. So kind of like I'm able to, to kind of test it out. Although you know, I think I think for me, it's uh, it's kind of like one of those those things that get more developers and publishers probably would do it if they had faith in their game, uh, maybe a little more. <laughs> but if they don't have faith in their game, they're like, no, you need to buy it and then find out if you like it or not. But I think they they knew that this game was going to be a good actually. Game. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because right now, right now, it appears Square and Nintendo did not have faith in Octopath because they, you know, we were talking, we've had this discussion before about digital versus physical, and they underestimated the demand for this game physically to the point that if you go to Amazon right now to buy the game, you have to wait one to two months to get a physical copy in. They have stated that they did not expect the demand for this game to be this high. They only printed, you know, less copies. They were completely flabbergasted that so many people want this, especially physical. And it just strengthens my my stand where their physical is not dead. It's nowhere near dead. There is a demand for these games physically. And uh, yeah, so if you want a physical, good luck finding it right now because this game is sought after. And that explains why I couldn't find it in Best Buy when I was there uh, getting Captain Toad earlier today. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Maybe I was like 
first of all, I was like, because I'm just like kind of sleep deprived from from my recent travel and everything. And so I was actually thinking, I was like, maybe it maybe it's not coming out on physical yet. Maybe it's just digital like first or something. And I had no idea like why I couldn't find it, but that, that makes a lot more sense. Um, why I, why I couldn't see it if it was, uh, if it's kind of sold out. Yeah, It's interesting. I went to Best Buy to pick, uh, one of my copies up on Friday and I saw quite a bit of them just sitting there on the shelf. I was like, Oh cool. You know, there it is with Captain Toad. Um, but word of mouth on this game, a lot of people didn't expect it to be that big. Um, and like I was watching uh, Review Tech USA, he's like, you know, I'm not an RPG guy. I saw it. I expected this to just be a little download game, and then I, wow, wait, this is getting a full retail release, and oh my god, this looks so much better. And I'm actually, I actually got a copy because I wanted to give it a try. So it's actually bringing people into the RPG genre, uh, which is great because it's a, it's a throwback to Super Nintendo RPG, you know, love. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that want it physical, and I'm I'm glad to see that. Maybe Nintendo will wake up and say, "Wow, maybe there should be more than 350 of a collector's edition in the United States and Canada and Mexico." There is a demand for physical copies. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad to like because I was I was holding back, not sure if I was going to get a physical or or digital. And the last time that uh, a game rolled around like that. Um, Oh dang it! I'm blanking on the name. What's the the game that everybody hates on that was on uh, PlayStation? Um, the exploring the space thing. Oh, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, and I couldn't find it. It was sold out like crazy, and I went ahead and got the the download version. And then when I realized it wasn't that great, I couldn't return it. And I was like, oh man, like if I only I waited and got the physical at that point. Um, so I'm glad that even like with this one having, you know, awesome reviews so far and, and a lot of really good, um, you know, and I can test the game out first for the, for the demo. Um, that's all cool. And so that, that lets me know that that I'm probably going to enjoy the the, the download, and uh, even if I don't have you know the physical copy to collect or anything like that, I, it's not like I wasted my money on a, on a horrible game or anything. Yep, and I look forward to playing it next month when I get it for my birthday. <laughs> Are you so, getting it digital or physical? I do not know. My dad asked me like, "What's the Switch download code, or what's the Switch like normal Switch edition? Like, what's the difference?" And then I had to tell him, "Get so the I, get the Wayfarers, get the collector's edition." So I don't know which one he ended up getting. So be a he surprise. Got, of... He got you a Best Buy gift card <laughs> because he, he went there and you confused the hell out of him. <laughs> and this all yeah, here you go. Best Buy gift card. Buy it yourself. No, he, he knows what Amazon is, and that's why I was had the question because Amazon uh, offers a digital code option. You got an Amazon so. gift card, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg, is there anything else uh, that's come out recently that you haven't got a chance to play yet, but you're hoping to? Of course, my uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collections. <laughs> Gotta get X didn't come this. out yet. Oh, I guess I'm looking forward. To, that's my look, looking forward to ones then. I thought they came out, but I guess I was wrong. I still have to play the Mario and Rabbids DLC and the game because I bought it. But the DLC had obviously come out recently, not the game. And that's it. That's the only one that I haven't like not fired up yet that I've gotten recently. Nice. Barry, anything? <clears throat> Captain Toad. Uh, Shining Resonance. I still haven't done Ease 8. And Sonic Mania Plus comes out tomorrow. And I didn't get that last year because digital. And I'm like, no, they're going to do physical. And I held off. And sure enough, I know they had the collector's edition physical, yeah. Steve. If that's what you're looking for. I was going to buy it, but it didn't come with the physical. So I didn't buy it. Yeah. And um, now it's coming physical. And uh, that's coming tomorrow. Uh, so I'm looking forward to playing that sometime in 2019. 
<laughs> a collector's edition without a game card. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, the, other companies did that. Like, I think Halo, was it Halo 5? Like, had the big collector's edition, was like $150, but it didn't come with a physical copy of the game. It was just a download code. And people, when I rate, and Microsoft said, okay, if you bought it and you can prove you bought it, we'll send you a copy of the game for free, like a physical copy. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, Red actually, Dead Redemption just has that. Yeah, too. I got the uh, I got the um, the the collector's edition of the of it, but I didn't realize that because I haven't opened it yet. I didn't realize it didn't come with the the actual game. That's really interesting. All right, well, that's what we've been playing. That's what we're looking forward to playing eventually. Um, it looks like in the in the chat, there's uh, there's some there's some talk about uh, the DLC for Mario and Rabbids about uh, how it's. It's got um, a little bit of a memory leak that Nintendo needs to patch, so sometimes there might be some crashing. So make sure you, uh, if you have that going on, reset your Nintendo um, Switch, and maybe that that will fix it. Um, but hopefully, uh, that's not going to be an issue anymore. Um, let's see. Uh, filming Trevor says he's looking forward to uh, the um, the Pokemon Let's Go games. Looks like uh, people are just kind of chatting about just. Octopath Traveler and a lot of other games that they're anticipating. So, uh, like, throw your throw your anticipated games, um, what you've been playing in the chat, and we'd love to uh, to see what's going on. But uh, let's jump into some news. What's been going on in the world of Nintendo here recently? And uh, our big story is the first one, uh, and uh, it has to do with some Nintendo Switches cracking. And uh, apparently, there's some heat issues, maybe. Um, so similar to uh, right as soon as the Switch came out, uh, there was all these reports about the dock possibly scratching screens and, and all that sort of thing. And uh, and we talked here on the podcast about how we haven't had that happen to our Switches, um, but we're also been very careful about uh, putting them in and, in and out of the dock just in, just in case we have cases and that sort of thing. Um, and so that wasn't an issue at all. And uh, all of a sudden, the Don't other- the bending. What's that? The bending as well. Yeah. Oh, right. The bending as well. So there's been there's been issues with the scratching, the bending, and uh, the most recent uh, thing is that apparently some of the Nintendo Switches have been cracking. So scratching, bending, and now cracking. And uh, here's what happened for me. Um, the other day, about two weeks ago, I all of a sudden, I was holding my Switch, and I looked down. And uh, lo and behold, I see, uh, it's probably not going to come out on camera here, but uh, a crack right there on oh, my Switch. Wow. And uh, I, I go, where did that come from? Uh, I've never seen that before. I've never dropped my Switch. I mean, I've kind of tossed it in my bed, um, and it's fallen maybe off my couch onto the carpet before, and like, which is like a two-foot drop, so definitely not not like far enough on a hard surface to cause that kind of crack. And, uh, and so I, I was like, maybe, maybe it fell at some point and I didn't know about it. And so I just like, I, I just thought it was my fault. It sucked. And, uh, and so I actually ended up getting some like uh super glue and kind of, cause I didn't want to like keep going or anything. Cause it looks like it's like a hairline kind of crack on there. And I didn't want to like a whole piece of, of the switch to come off. And so I kind of like put a little super glue on there to kind of bring the plastic back together and, and, hopefully keep it from cracking anymore. And uh, and then a couple days go by, and uh, then I see that Nintendo Life is reporting 
on uh, cracking switches. And I'm like, what is this? Um, I'm not the only one, apparently. And uh, so they've been reporting on it and trying to find uh, if other people have cracking switches. And uh, since then, there's been some other reports. And uh, since then, I've also noticed another one. And they say it's around the, um, the venting. And I have a second crack. Uh, if I can get it on camera, you might not be able to see this. Yeah, really I can small, see it. But that little crack right there over the screw um, right next to the vent. And so, yeah, I'm not too happy about that. Um, have you guys experienced any cracking on your switches? Or have you looked since these reports have been going on? Yep. Yep. As soon as I saw the reports and everything, I immediately took my switch out of my case and like looked right at it. And I can thankfully say I have not seen any cratches scratches on it yet so um i was definitely very concerned when i saw it and i thought there'd be an awesome talking point today i did not think that one of us would actually be experiencing said issue so that's wow i mean <laughs> that just really stinks man i yeah. don't know what else to say um i've watched some videos on it i guess you can send it to nintendo they call it accidental damage and you can pay like 270 dollars for them to fix it yeah, I'm up, like, up oh. to 270. So it's not necessarily 270, but you could get up to 270, which like a new switch costs 299. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, save data, games. I don't know. <laughs> could get a new one, but then you'd have to rebuy those games. So and who knows at this point? That's what you you have been doing for Wii and Wii U when you send it in as well. So like you had that experience, uh, repurchasing all your your old games before. So yeah, well that was like a theft of the console. It wasn't like the console dying, but yeah. yeah. Barry, have you uh, have you seen any cracks on yours? Knock on wood, I have not. But all I can say is this is exactly why I buy physical. Oh my God! My because Nintendo doesn't have these account systems where oh I could just get another you know switch, log in and re-download my stuff. You have to send it into Nintendo and blah 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 and all this brouhaha to get it over to a new switch. Pay two hundred and seventy dollars or up to to fix cracks that shouldn't be there within a year or just over a year. It, it's you know if God forbid that happens to me. You know I might lose some save data. Maybe I can get that onto my SD card uh, and it will carry over. But at least I have my games, except well, for the den. Right, and so here's the deal. What I, I experienced um, when I got a new SD card, I wasn't able to transfer like you should be able to um, on your computer. You should be able to copy everything over and, and then copy it onto the new SD card. Um, and so I had to re-download all games um, when I when I did that. And so I was just like, and I'm going to set this down and I guess just let it go for the night because I got to download like uh, several gigabytes of, of games and stuff. I am I'm probably going to hold off on uh, sending it in, um, if I do at all, until after the, the Nintendo um, Online comes out, because then we'll have save uh, data in the cloud. And that way, I at least know my save data is good, because I do not want to lose all that, especially in games like Zelda and, and Mario Odyssey and stuff like that, where I was saying, you know, a lot of hours into into the game, um, I would definitely not like to lose all of that. And um, so I'm gonna be holding off and hopefully sometime Nintendo will like find out that this is an issue and they're going to um, hopefully maybe fix it for a whole lot cheaper or even for free because uh, I think this is ridiculous. Like, I don't know why, like, I think the other things like the scratching and stuff, I was like, ah, 
that's like whatever. Like maybe people are just like not really paying attention when they're slapping their their switch and in, into the the dock, the bending. Um, maybe it's I, I thought you know maybe it was that was like the like the iPhone stuff. Like people are like putting it in their pockets and things like that. Maybe and they shouldn't have been doing that. I, I made all these other excuses, but all of a sudden when it happens to you and it happens to me, like like that's a big deal now. And all of a sudden I'm like taking this personal. Like my switch is cracked. Fix this. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of bummed about this and, uh, and I really hope Nintendo, um, realizes what is going on and, and even if it isn't a widespread epidemic, um, it's widespread enough because the cracks are like in the same exact spots on everybody that's reported it and sent in photos and posted online, everything. They're right around the same exact spot that my, my biggest one is on the edge and they're right around the fan. And like, clearly like the there's not just a, a coincidence that this is going on like it's like something is is going on they actually need a fix um very any more thoughts about like how could nintendo actually fix this um right honestly way? if you were to call nintendo right now even showing the article and all these other people that are having the same epidemic they would probably be so clueless they would tell you that they would fix it by sending you a mario party glove for your palms so you don't actually get a blister <laughs> That's how clueless they probably would be. Oh, this will fix the problem. <laughs> um, they really should fix this if it's, you know... Again, the system is just over a year old. The These things... And, and you know what? When, when I, we say it's a big problem, it's not as big as, you know, people make it out to be. It's only big right now because it happened to you. And when it happens to you, it feels like it's the biggest problem in the world. Totally. The truth is it probably happened to... 150 people out of millions. So it's not really a big problem. Because it's such a small problem, though, Nintendo should fix it. They should honor that. They should stand by their product. Nintendo had a seal of quality. They supposedly still do. It's supposed to mean something. If the Switch can survive a drop from, like, what, a 1,000 feet onto concrete? All right, look, it's built well. But these cracks are a design floor, flaw. They need to be fixed. And they should be owned up, especially without an account system. Mm-hmm. Without that account system, without you being able to transfer your saves right now, like your everything is tied to that switch, and it's they they know it. That's the worst part. They know it. They got you literally right where they want you. Oh, up to two hundred and seventy dollars to fix it. That's a I, I can see on up to fifty, maybe even up to a hundred. Up to two hundred and seventy is just a slap in the face. It's like, look, we just don't want you to buy a new switch from Amazon. What, we want you to buy it from us so we get all the profit and we're just going to transfer all your stuff over with our special software that only we have. And there you go. It's all fixed. Thanks for giving us another Switch purchase. Yep. I mean, it could have just been like a manufacturing defect or something if, since it's so like small. But I mean, I don't know like what kind of heat it's trying to do where it's like kind of melting the plastic and causing it to crack. So that's very interesting. And when the article I did read from like that Review Tech USA coverage on this, he was kind of going through and saying like that Nintendo of America, I guess, considers like an accidental damage, which basically just means that like they they think you dropped it to cause the cracking. So he's like, what kind of angle can you drop it at where it's like getting like in the vent and like 
Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm shocked, like, because a lot of the cracks are in the exact same spot. Like you said, very, I mean, and it's not that many of, of us that are experiencing this. I mean, like, even Nintendo Life has put out requests, like, hey, if you have an issue, send us in your photos. And they've got several, but compared to the amount of Switches that have been sold, it, it's not a huge widespread issue. It's not uh It's not Red Ring deal. of Death. No. Um, definitely. And, and it's not even, you know, it's not like the exploding Samsung, you know, phones or anything like that. Um, but it, I think it's significant enough. And, uh, and in fact, actually, and maybe it might be about, it's probably bigger numbers than the Samsung exploding phones. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but it's big enough. And then, like you said, like, because it's so small, like they're not going to lose that much money just by fixing these for free. If they had millions of them, then yeah, they're going to lose a lot of money. But if it's just a, a couple hundred, just fix them, make your customers happy and uh, you get some good press for it. And all of a sudden, you know, um, people are happy again and they're loving Nintendo again because, hey, that's good press. And uh, you, you go on your way and you might actually sell more switches in the end because you did something cool for customers and customers are going to like that. And therefore, they're going to tell their friends and they're also going to buy a switch because, oh, yeah, Nintendo cares about its customers. So I hope you guys don't end up with cracked switches. Um, do all you can to keep your switch as cool as possible, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, it, mine, mine just heats up. I don't know. Um, it, even when like the weirdest games, like if, if it's, a, if it's a game that's like not even like really graphically intense or anything like that. Sometimes I hear the fan rolling. So I don't know, you know, what, exactly causes that i feel like it's not like my computer which you know when i'm running like final cut you know editing a lot of video then it heats up it seems like it just does it randomly and uh and maybe that's maybe that's the bigger issue it's in addition to the to the plastic not being as strong enough maybe it's like just some internal heating stuff that comes back to similar to the the xbox with the red ring um and even playstation's uh heating issue and with the with the ps2 or with ps3 as well so I don't know. It's interesting that Nintendo hasn't had a heating issue yet. Um, maybe this is finally theirs. Yeah, I was definitely kind of concerned because, like, mine gets really warm, so I almost feel like I need yeah. to take a second look at mine. But no, I'm not seeing anything there now. I, you know, oh. I noticed that too. Uh, like last night, I was playing some Octopath, and I was I was lying in bed, and I was just like, you know, I'm gonna take a little bit of a break, and I just kind of put it, you know, down onto my chest because I was laying there. I'm like, it's pretty warm. Like oh my god! Like my my switch and it wasn't plugged in. It was just oh, I'm like that's really hot. Like like wow. So I I gotta double check mine. I guess I I didn't expect it to get that hot. Especially Octopath is not a really right taxing game. Yeah, I mean I haven't really been playing too many taxing games either. So it's like really surprising to feel the back of it getting so warm. So not always play mine in handheld mode. It's it's only on the dock to charge. So. I don't even like when I dock it. I obviously dock it for the TV, but when handheld, like upstairs, I don't even dock it to charge. I bought an extra official adapter, and I just plug that into the wall, and I just literally plug it into the bottom so I could play while charging, and then I leave it there to charge. Uh, so it doesn't even go into a dock for for a chance at scratching. I don't know. So hopefully, hopefully by the time we can meet again for the podcast, maybe we have some more news, and uh, hopefully Nintendo decides to uh, to do some, you know, really wise and uh, and incredibly nice things for its customers and actually take care of this uh, at least for a lot less money. Um, even if all they did was say, hey, 
you know, I'd be happy, like you said, 50 bucks or cover the shipping cost or something like that. Um, but, uh, but charging like almost the full price, uh, for a brand new switch, that's just ridiculous, uh, in my opinion, and especially, you know, with, with all this, these cases being so similar. Um, so hopefully we have some, some good news. Stay tuned, uh, to our, our homepage, uh, at nintendofuse.com and also, um, to our social media, um, at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter and Facebook. And, uh, we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we hear, um, any updates on that, we'll, uh, be, be posting it out there and, uh, and hopefully I will eventually get my, my switch fixed. Um, and, and hopefully for a whole lot less money than $240. All right. Uh, speaking of money a little bit, uh, the Nintendo had their 78th annual general meeting of shareholders recently. And uh, there were several things that was discussed. Um, so I'm just going to kind of run through them really quick and then we can just kind of discuss them just a little bit. Um, number one, uh, they talked about how E3 was uh, was a favorable um, experience for for them and everybody uh, that watched and everything. So it was a pretty good experience for them. Um, however, they also talked about how Nintendo's stock's share price has recently declined, even though E3 was favorable, even though um, Switch is still selling well, um, the stock price declined. So that's, that's interesting. Um, they do have a goal to maintain momentum with Switch with a goal of selling 20 million units uh, during this fiscal year. So it's basically the second year of the Switch. They're hoping to sell 20 million units. And there's going to be more info coming about the paid online service before it launches in September. So, um, Greg, what's your what's your thoughts uh, just about any or all of all of those uh, items that were discussed in the shareholders meeting? It was interesting that they. How um, I know we all considered E3 to be pretty favorable for them, but I mean, I know there was a number of people that were kind of unhappy with their showing having only like Mar Super Mario Party being like their main game like being brand new that wasn't really previously mentioned or known about. So I can see that's kind of what kind of triggered some of the price, the stock to decline a little bit. So um, overall, I mean, I really enjoyed their coverage and everything. So I really hope they can keep them at the momentum going and really hit that goal. I mean, we're coming up to that big holiday season. We got Smash Brothers on the way. I don't see how they can't really, at least not come close to at least hitting it if they don't hit it. But yeah, my main thoughts on those things. Well, Barry, any thoughts about that? I mean, you are you are a shareholder, so I am a shareholder, and I think the You're majority. I, I did not watch or go to the meeting, but I uh, <laughs> I didn't read the notes. Um, I think the majority of the shareholders that sold, if not all the shareholders that sold, that to make the price drop, are morons. And the reason I say that is simple: people in general, and I think it's I think all of us are to blame. Everybody in the gaming industry, everybody that is a fan of the gaming industry, we put E3 on a pedestal. It is gaming Christmas. We do it. I do it. Everyone does it. We're like, oh, my God, E3 is coming up. And we set ourselves up for failure. <laughs> Why? Because we, we put these impossible, impossible expectations on every company, not just Nintendo. And even even if somehow they came out and gave us everything we wanted one year, oh my God, that was great. I can't wait to see what they're going to do next year. How could they possibly make the next year any better? It's going to be a disappointment. And you look at last year's E3. Last year's E3 was awesome. Awesome. We got Metroid Prime 4. We got new Pokemon uh, generation. We got, you know, a awesome Super Mario Odyssey blowout. You know, we got Yoshi. We got Kirby. 
We got all these things. It was impossible for this year to live up to that. Impossible. Unless they came out and said, here's, you know, everything you've ever asked for. Brand new Star Fox, brand new F-Zero, brand new uh, Mother game, you know, brand new Golden Sun, you know, virtual console with every game, you know, like, like it's not going to happen. So for them, for people to, in general, just to look at E3 and go, oh my God, they didn't reveal anything super amazing as a, as a, as a surprise. doesn't mean it's a bad E3. It means you set yourself up for failure when you put your expectations that high. And that's what these shareholders did. They went in expecting Nintendo to drop another Megaton. And they just dropped a whole bunch. And because it didn't happen, they panic. Nintendo must not have anything in development because they didn't show it off. I got to sell because there's going to be no games for the Switch. And that's what Kimoshima said. He's like, we have more games coming out in 2018 than what we've shown. We will show you more. Like, we only used E3 for a, a very small amount of games and anyone who knows nintendo knows lately over the past few years they've been doing nintendo directs and has to if they have even one iota of a brain cell would figure that there would be at least one more direct between e3 and the end of the year at least one most likely two or even three with a, a, a you know localized direct on a game or so like a pokemon or a smash direct <laughs> yeah but yeah i'm i'm keeping my money in that's only going to bounce back uh, as for the 20 million uh, sold this year, that is huge. That is a huge number, and the first half of the year was lackluster in that department. They're great games. I've had a lot of fun, and I still love my Switch, but it's been lackluster, which means it's up to the second half to pull it off. And we know Bayonetta 3. We know Fire Emblem. We know Pikmin 4, most likely. Uh, and, and Yoshi are all off of the docket. <laughs> They're not going to be there to help. So that leaves Smash Brothers, that leaves Super Mario Party, and that leaves Pokemon Let's Go, uh, along with Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna. And, and if you look at those four games, can those four games move 20 million units, or, or however many is needed? It's tough, and it, they're really banking a lot on Pokemon. However, I do think they have other games uh, that, are, that are coming out, and they haven't revealed them all. And I do think they can surprise us with another Nintendo IP or, or another two Nintendo IPs coming out or even three. Uh, and e even some ports. There's still some great ports they can use to fill up. And they just need to connect. And the truth is, if Pokemon Let's Go connects, if it connects with the, with the Pokemon Go audience and it catches that fire, 20 million is nothing. It's going to soar. If Smash Brothers connects, it's going to soar. Maybe not 20 million, maybe about 8 million. It's going to help. Yeah. And the fact is, is that this, this speaks volumes. Even after that E3, even after the shareholders bailed ship like idiots, they did not retract their prediction. A lot of times they say, well, our projected is this, but we're going to dial it back. That's a bad sign. They didn't, even after the, the beginning lackluster, they did not dial it back. That tells me they have way more things on their cards. Whether we see them now or in a week or in 10 weeks or whenever they're there they know something we don't yeah. and we just have to put our faith in it 
Yeah. And, and, and unlike, you know, when you were talking about Octopath Traveler earlier, it kind of seemed like they didn't have enough faith in it because they didn't make enough copies. Um, this kind of does show that they do have faith in it. And I think like what you're saying, um, but also I think the combination of those games uh, together, I think are make it even stronger because maybe someone is a big uh, Pokemon Go fan and they'd be interested in a Switch because it has Pokemon uh, Let's Go. But it also has Smash Brothers coming out right away. And I can also play that Zelda game that everybody's been talking about. Okay, it's going to push me over the edge. Or maybe it's a Smash Brothers sort of thing. And I've been kind of into Smash Brothers. I played it a lot. Oh, but I also could play Pokemon too. And I could also play this new Mario game. All right. And all of a sudden, now you have the entire package with this the new games that are coming out. And I think uh, I think it could push it. It would be interesting to see if they if they can hit that twenty million, I I tend to think they're going to come really close. If they don't hit it, it's I think it's going to be really really close. Um, but like you said, they could soar right past it if uh, if like the Pokemon Go community gets on it. Man, they could like, fly right past it, and we Easily. may have a uh, uh, you know supply and demand offer uh, issue again. We might be sell selling out of uh, switches altogether again. So I don't know. That's I mean it's quite obvious that Smash Brothers is a system seller, and there's been a number of people just waiting on just for that game alone so that obviously accounts for some of the sales is just going to spike it really hard and then like you've been saying with like pokemon there too i mean that's going to just like right add in there with all the other games that you can also pick up like super mario odyssey breath of the wild and splatoon 2 and all these other great games but too. the question is how hard and smash brothers is a system seller but you look at the wii u and it sold like four million copies on the wii u at a 13 million total. How many Switch, how many Wii U's were sold just because of Smash Wii U? Even, even Melee, the crown jewel of them all, didn't propel the GameCube out of third place. I mean, it, it still was there in third place. So, it, you know, I think Smash is going to sell. Don't get me wrong. It's going to sell a lot of units, millions of units. How many Switches it sells is not going to be, you know, anywhere close to 20 million unless somehow, some way they connect with with people in a level that I can't see. And that's possible. I just can't see it. I think I think what it's gonna take is it's gonna take smart marketing. I think even Super Mario Party, if they market that at college campuses, if they market that in, at schools, they market that, you know, any place with people, show off that multiplayer, you know, one switch, two people, or, or two switches, four people playing action, it will sell but they need to market it correctly. If they market it to Joe Schmo, who doesn't have any friends and, and plays games alone and has no interest in ever doing anything multiplayer, Super Mario Party is not gonna be the game for them. So they need to market it smart. And that's been an issue for Nintendo in general, um, kind of off and on. I mean, sometimes they really shine and a lot of times they don't at all. And so, uh, they, so far, it's been pretty good marketing for, for Nintendo Switch, but uh, and hopefully they keep going in that. Um, and I think that that's, that just uh, rings true. No matter how many good games you have, I think you have to have a good marketing strategy in order to get the, the word out to those, to those potential buyers. Because, you know, people like us, we, we, we're into the games. We know exactly when they'll be announced. Um, Barry has every one of them pre-ordered, and they're just going to, you know, show up at his house. Um, yep. but, but the other people out there that don't do that, the vast majority of the people who maybe don't even know um, there's a new Smash Brothers coming out yet or haven't even played a, you know, a Smash Brothers game, um, they don't, they don't know that yet. And so they need to get the word out there in order to, to really uh, expand that. And I think that's a, a incredibly important for them as they continue to 
to really market to the next generation and, and everybody else that, that expanded audience. Because I think, you know, while Smash Brothers is, uh, I, I, you know, big fan, fantastic game and everything, I wonder, you know, you have to, you have to make it new. You have to make it fresh again, or it's going to be like, you know, several other fighting franchises out there that, that kind of lose momentum over time because like, oh, yay, it's another year. It's another Smash Brothers game. Like, how do they make it new and exciting enough to like, yes, I'm going to buy a new system in order to play this. Um, and because a lot of people like maybe haven't gotten a Switch because maybe they were holding out waiting for Smash Brothers. You need to convince them that this is worth getting and worth getting a Switch for. Don't forget about another factor too. And uh, that is in, in the marketing, playability. <clears throat> what I mean by that is it's no secret that retail is slowly dying. And Nintendo lost a huge ally with Toys R Us dying. And yes, I know it's alive in Canada and other countries, but at least in America, it's dead. And what I mean by that is all those Toys R Uses had a Switch kiosks, which means every one of those Toys R Uses could have had a Mario Party demo, a Smash Brothers demo, Pokemon demo, and could have sold many, many, many units to those people who don't follow E3, that don't read magazines or go to websites and just go to Toys R Us. <clears throat> oh, what does little Jimmy want for Christmas? Oh, let's go look. Oh, look, he's really enjoying that game that he's playing. Well, maybe he wants that. What is that? And and yes, they, they have kiosks at, at some game stops, although not as many lately. They, they have very, very few kiosks now. Uh, only some ones have. And Best Buys and like Walmart, I think some Walmarts might have a kiosk. I know it's been a while. Target, seven, Walmart, two. Target some, yeah. But it's it, like they're losing that space. And that space is so important for that hands-on demo experience. Uh, even if they do a Best Buy Smash event, you know, Grandma and Little Jimmy is probably not going to go there. It's going to be lines out the door. The people who are going are hardcore Smash. They're going to buy the game anyway. It doesn't matter. You're selling the game to the people who are already buying it. The idea is to sell the game to people who don't know it even exists. Yep. And that's where that space is so important, and it's it's drying up. Greg, any thoughts about how they're gonna they're gonna turn over uh, two twenty million switches? Well, hopefully, it might be a nice segue to our last topic. But this rumored Nintendo Direct could help lead that if any of it turns out to be true. So, I thought you meant the last topic isn't the one we talked about, and like all these cracks, and that's how they're gonna turn oh, previous. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that's all these. You know, 20 million of us that have cracked switches, we're just going to buy a second one. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. That's how they're doing it. Then we're all going to have two copies of Smash Brothers, and it's going to sell 40 million, you know? There you go. There you go. Well, you did mention this uh, Nintendo Direct, and uh, I know how Barry doesn't like rumors, so feel free he to tap out if you, if you actually, don't like Actually, it. thanks to your wonderful detailed notes, I actually decided to read them for shits <laughs> and giggles. And here, here's why I don't like reading them. I did it, I did it, but here's why I don't. The truth is, is if if a, if they announce something, even as something as ridiculous as some of this stuff is in there, yes. If it if it shows up, it's more like oh they were right as opposed to oh my god that is a legit thing. Like yeah. it's totally different attitude. Like yeah. if we go through the, if say this is all correct, we're gonna go through this direct if it comes out, and we're gonna be just checking. Yep, yep, yep. So what do you think of the direct? Well, the rumors were correct. <laughs> okay, as opposed to, oh my god, did you see that they did this and they did this and they it's a whole different atmosphere. But I did read this, unfortunately. <laughs> it, I think a lot of it is ridiculous, hype dream. <laughs> yeah. Someone is on a unicorn right now writing <laughs> stuff. 
yeah yeah i i think that's the that's the biggest thing that as i as i was even reading through it so so greg posted this you know when we i read through it and and everything and and that was the biggest thing i was like how ridiculous is this getting as i'm writing up my notes and everything i was like it just kept like almost like with one thing after another i was like this is no 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 oh that's wow okay so um let's just jump into this uh i'll quickly kind of go through um, just for the sake, I'll go through all of it, um, just really quick. And then, uh, we can pick out kind of maybe the, the bits, you know, and bits and pieces that, uh, really stand out and then, uh, are, warrant a, a little discussion or maybe just, you know, making fun of the whole list. Who knows? So, uh, apparently there's going to be a Nintendo direct on July 22nd. Um, when is a the Sunday. next, or which is a Sunday? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that was like the that's like the first red flag about it. Too. Right there from the very beginning. Um, this is posted, by the way, in 4chan. So the only thing that's another red flag. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally red. like maybe we should just like as we go through, just like um, just point out as I'm going through um, any red flags. All right, so number one, July 22nd, red flag. Uh, 4chan, red flag. However, they have been right the last two times. So half red flag. Yeah, <laughs> a quarter red flag. Uh, <laughs> maybe another one. Three quarters I mean, red flag. You know, like a broken clock's right twice a day, right? So who knows? Okay, so um, 30 minutes in length, Seems maybe possible. the best thing yeah. they got so far. Um, <laughs> Funko uh, apparently is going to be making uh, Mario, Pokemon, and Zelda themed Funko Pops. Well, the Pikachu is legit. There's yeah, a Target the exclusive Pikachu Funko Pop. Yeah, they already covered the, they're doing Pokemon. So that's the part that came true to give it potential credence. Right, so that because that came out after it, so you're like, yeah, okay, maybe this is happening. Okay, uh, new Nintendo, um, sorry, new Super Mo, yeah, I can't talk. Super Mo. new <laughs> Super Mario World for Switch, which apparently has been themed after like uh, World Five One and New Super Mario Brothers U, and uh, on top of that, Wario apparently is replacing the Yellow Toad. You know what? Now all these people will be crying. Why isn't Waluigi replacing the Blue Toad? <laughs> I think that already started in the comment threads I've seen. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. I didn't even know. <laughs> um, all right. We'll it, keep on seem, going. Yeah, it does seem somewhat plausible. I mean, they always said, they've already said they do one new Super Mario Brothers game per system. We're going to get one inevitably for Switch at some point. About yeah. the specific theming, I definitely, that seems like a straw they're cr trying to grasp, but. I would be even be just happy with the new Super Mario Brothers, you know, All Stars, with the four new Super games with the original four plus world thrown in as a bonus, you know. And I can actually see them trying to integrate Wario in there. I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of like on screen time a lot, so. Except for you know the WarioWare series and the Wario Land series and the Wario World and like all those. <laughs> what you need to do is a new Wario World. There you go. All that's right. What they, that's what they messed up. They turned the M, the, that W upside down. Maybe it is. Maybe it's new Super Super Wario World instead. Uh, we'll keep on going because the next one might make uh, Greg a little happy. Uh, Mario Maker for Switch with a free stylus thrown in because apparently you're only going to be able to edit. I think if I read this correctly on the Switch screen, uh, playable on both, but only editable on the uh, on the Switch and handheld. That makes it sound more like more of a port, but I still think that that are going to be trying to cash in on this at some point. Um, I don't think they would show this one in combination with the new game, because that would kind of take away from that a little bit. But I certainly think that 
in this Switch's lifetime, we'll see some sort of Mario Maker, either it's port or some sort of deluxe or like expanded version where they have additional features and whatnot on it. They're going to make it, and they're going to make it so the only way you could share like levels with other people is by using an original Game Boy Link cable to connect two Switches together. How about that uh, virtual boy link cable? That's the only thing that could make this believable. Uh, <laughs> the Switch, the, the stylus is so weird. It's just like throwing it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that seems oddly specific. I don't know why I can't use like the... the um, Your finger? Well, not only that, but I meant like to use the joysticks to like go through the item list and yeah, your finger it. wouldn't be it's anywhere near precise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, and but it's not gonna. I don't anticipate them, even if they made a stylus. I I'm guessing it's probably gonna be just the same as every other like you know uh, stylus out there for you know your iPhone, iPad, and stuff like that. It's not gonna be. I don't anticipate them making something as precise as like the the Apple Pencil or something. Right, yeah, I, mean, I doubt it. I'm sure it's oh, like, you know oh, they're going to do it. Style, your 3ds stylus works just fine on us. <laughs> they're they're going to do it, and they're going to give it to you for free because that's Nintendo, right? They're going to give it to you for free because they're going to charge you 120 dollars for the game. <laughs> well, they they could pull a Donkey Kong 64, and there could just be a game breaking glitch that requires them to package it in for free so you could play the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's keep on going. Apparently, there's also going to be some Mario Odyssey DLC. People have been asking for this for a long time. Apparently, they're going to announce Delfino Island coming to to uh, Mario Odyssey. That's probably the only believable thing so far. And that's yeah. only because I have my hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem pretty believable, especially after the last rumor for E3 with the Mario Odyssey DLC. Right. People are just kind of holding on to this. They're just going to keep reporting and keep guessing and eventually to come true. Um, also, more DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That's confirmed. And uh, that yep. is confirmed. Two yeah. more two more cups, two more battle tracks, and six more characters. That stuff isn't confirmed. It's just new content is coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is confirmed. All right. So yep. apparently, two new cups are going to be Top Hat and Shine Cups. Top Hat uh, is going to include at least uh, New Donk City. Shine Cup is going to include at least uh, Waluigi Pinball, which I know will make a lot of people happy if it happens. Um, two new battle tracks are going to be Block Fort, which are going to make a lot of people happy, and a new one called Green Greens. Uh, and six new characters, including Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, Birdo, Cappy, Pauline, and Kirby. Yeah, I don't know about Cappy as a character, but the other ones sound like they could certainly be ones added to the game. Yeah. See, Kirby should be there. But I really, if this is true, I hope that, you know, it's just not like a battle mode Kirby level, like Splatoon has only a battle mode Splatoon level. Like, get us an actual racetrack there, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also thought Cappy was like, really? Cappy? And even like, I, I guess part of me goes green greens. That sounds so like like a Mario level, but at the same time, it kind of seems Kirby. Dumb. Green Greens is oh, Kirby. Right. That's right. That's right. I knew that. And it's not familiar for some reason. I was going to um, say Sonic. <laughs> green Hill Zone. Right. No. That's green Hill Zone. Yeah. Um, the other one I thought, I was like, what if, because they're bringing in Diddy Kong and Funky Kong, I was like, what if they they brought in some some levels from Diddy Kong Racing and and put those in there? I was like, that could be interesting. But uh, Yeah, but Diddy Kong has already been in like previous games. So, I mean, he's kind of... Interesting why he's not included in this one. Yeah, it it is very interesting. It seems like they're they're you know treating this Mario Kart Eight you know deluxe like the ultimate version, um, similar to um, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. And so uh, almost kind of 
<laughs> I like they should have renamed it's it. It's not an ultimate version until Rob is back as a racer. There you go. Maybe that's another one. Um, who knows? Maybe they they got the number wrong, and that's the that's the red flag. It's actually eight new characters or seven. So <laughs> uh, we'll keep on moving because uh, this one's this one's out there. Um, Mar- Mother three D. That's that's Mother three D, as in dimensions, because apparently they're going back to. 3d even though they've pretty much kind of done away with it and so many different things apparently mother 3 is going to be remade with uh 3d graphics and full dialogue scenes and uh cut scenes and amiibo support w- uh with lucas gamatora bony uh duster and masked man because they're going to give us earthbound 64 that was canceled oh so long ago because that's totally believable we can't even get a port of a 2D GBA game where the fans have said, use our translation for free, put it out there, even digital only. So yeah, of course they're gonna give us a 3D remake. That's totally plausible. So maybe it's like that hidden secret in the N64 classic edition collection. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, we're gonna get some ports of uh, Mortal Kombat X, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Fallout 76. See, that, uh, for some reason, wasn't announced at E3. Here's the big red flag there. The fact that they said Mortal Kombat X and not XL is a big thing. Because at this point, porting Mortal Kombat X would just be a slap in the face. You might as well give us the extra characters at this point. They're only, what, three years old or whatever. I Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be happy, of course, if, if those games came. But I just, I'm like, why would they, why would they not announce, especially Kingdom Hearts 3 and Fallout 76, which were, you know, huge games at E3. Well, no, we're going to save those for a Nintendo Direct at the end of the Well, time. remember, uh, Call of Duty had the same thing. They announced like the new Call of Duties, and it was only for PS3 and uh, 360, or PS4 and Xbox One. And then afterwards, like quietly, like a week beforehand, oh yeah, they're also coming to the Wii U. But you'd think they'd learn their lesson. You would think, no, mate, would, no, 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 never mind, I forgot who we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely think we would have heard this at E3 if they were doing, like, especially Kingdom Hearts. Well, apparently uh, there's also going to be some Zelda-themed Minecraft uh, mashup pack. That's possible. Yeah. Definitely plausible. Definitely, yeah. I, I, I don't can care, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, that Star Fox racing game, hey, it's officially announced, apparently, so... That could still happen. I know a lot of people were thinking that. It's not officially announced, is it? What's that? Rumored announced, I thought. It was never officially announced. No, I mean, according to this. this Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, people have been talking about it a long time, rumored a lot. So that's that's not a huge red flag at all. I'll be honest with you. If that is Retro's new game and that's what they've been doing since Tropical Freeze, I'll be a little upset. I, I, I would look forward to it. I would play the hell out of it. But in how many years now, they've got to be doing something more than a racing game. Um, Next announcement, Greg's going to be excited. Mega Man uh, 11 mini trailer showing off Proto Man base and role playable. That's all possible. Yeah, that's all very potentially possible. I mean, why they wouldn't have shown that at E3, but whatever. I mean, it's still possible without a doubt, though. Uh, Pokemon Go Let's Go uh, has two new lo- two uh, yeah, sorry not two um, just several new locations shown off Pallet Town Lavender Town Saffron City and uh, Lieutenant Sergius's gym. That's all possible because those are all in the game for sure. Right, right. So kind of get into uh, you know normal things now with gameplay trailer for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay, yeah, possible. Yeah, definitely. More. Yeah. 
Um, Kirby Star Allies Dream Friends revealed along with the release date. Possible they've been doing it yeah. consistently. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, and then we'll also apparently get uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's coming to Switch. Yeah, that's yeah. possible. But not Giant likely. red flag again. <laughs> like the Mother Collection and the Mother 3. <laughs> it's possible because by the time the game comes out, they'll you know panic button will finally get around to porting it i'm sure <laughs> that's true <laughs> that game uh anyhow um a sonic media plus trailer and confirmation that uh, metal sonic is in development as a future character that seems weird considering sonic Pl- media plus is coming out tomorrow already and they already added two new characters yeah i think they taken a page out of the nintendo's book like oh if we need a new character let's just make a metal a metal version of them and then let's make a Gold version and except Metal Sonic has been there and... for a long time. Like that's not a new character. Yeah. No, but you need gold medal instead. A rose gold medal. Rose gold. There you go. Um, Cuphead apparently is going to be coming to Switch as well. That would be awesome and possible with Microsoft playing nice with Nintendo right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I've heard other people saying that one has also potential because it could just still be one of those timed exclusive things that it's been exclusive to Xbox. Microsoft paid for it, though. Like, they developed, like, they paid for the game to be finished. Um, Apparently, they're going to have two, or one big announcement before they do that. They're going to wrap up that stuff, kind of celebrate what's been going on recently and upcoming stuff with a montage of Mario Tennis Aces, Sonic Mania Plus, Rocket League, Owlboy, Camp Camp, uh, Camp ADM, uh, Pull Panic, Buddy Buddies, and Doshin the Giant HD, which sounds like an interesting collection of games that they would put together in a montage. Um, I don't really see any theme through those games. Do you guys at all? I guess games that are kind of out already and some indie games? I, I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, all those games are, at least as far as I'm aware, have been announced. So a montage is something that they even did in the E3 Direct. Um, oddly, they used that to announce several big Switch ports with no fanfare, but it's knowing Nintendo, a montage is totally likely. Yeah. And then they're going to end with uh, some news that would probably make a lot of people happy if it does happen that uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, trailer is going to show off two new characters, uh, one as Dixie Kong and one as King K. Rule. And uh, they're also going to talk about, um, or we'll show off that there is a return of Smash Run and Smash Tour. That one I would be very happy with. That came true exactly as that. There's definitely, I mean, possibility. I mean, the DK franchise is a little bit underrepresented in Smash Brothers, but... Yeah, right. it's possible. I would be very happy. And they didn't know that we really wanted King K. Rule because that's why they gave him a costume in Wii U, so... And people have wanted Dixie Kong. My wife would go yeah. crazy if Dixie Kong was there. And it, it only makes sense. Donkey and Diddy are there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, it would make a lot of people happy. And, and like you said um, before, Barry, it'd be great if they have, you know, all the returning modes. Yeah, from all absolutely. It makes sense. So, they already developed the game, the modes. Might as well just throw them in there. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's already trying to give us everything that's already existed. So, <laughs> yeah. Why not Smash Tour? Why not Adventure Mode? Why not? Smash Run. Yeah. Kind of seems like the uh, the chat room is a little uh, mixed on all this stuff going on. For the most part, it seems like the, they're in agreement with us that this kind of seems a little out there and kind of crazy. Although uh, some of the the announcements, um, they, they, they're they getting excited about as well. Um, 
apparently uh, only three penguins says that um, you know there's been there's all this uh, this stuff and Mike as well you know talking about um, what is going on with Retro Studios um, you know they they only have a 2.2 out of five on Glassdoor um, which is uh, a website where people can post reviews of their current um, employees and everything so I don't know what that really means is that people getting upset with them maybe there's maybe I hope they're still working on something strong and it's going to be great eventually. Um, but uh, in general, what do you guys think? Is, is this actually going to happen or do you think this is just kind of out there and someone's just kind of, you know, making a list of their pipe dream on 4chan? I'm pretty sure it's a pipe dream, but I'm sure that there's are a couple true bits in here and it's the stuff that you've been kind of repeatedly, we repeatedly guess about like Mario Maker and Mario Odyssey DLC, Mario Kart 8 DLC. I mean, a lot of that stuff is incredibly safe to say like each time that there's something coming. But I mean, overall, I think if you're expecting exactly this entire list for an entire direct, I think that's definitely one person's pipe dream of everything that they want to see. Yeah, Barry, what do you think? All I'm going to say is that if we're if this direct is real and we're watching it, and like they announce some freakish way that they're doing Mother 3D and and remaking it all in 3D, I'm going to be really pissed. Not because we're getting it. I'll be happy we're getting it. I'll be pissed at the stupid leak because it would take away all that excitement. Like, wait, that was. Re- I'll be more dumbfounded that wait that was real. Then, oh my god, they're making this. This is incredible. Um, now nah, it's a pipe dream. I mean, the the things that are safe are safe. The things that are confirmed are confirmed. The, the things that aren't are things that everyone's been saying. We've been saying it. Other people have been saying it. Mario Maker and a port and, you know, Mario DLC and, <clears throat> you know, oh, showing off a trailer for Pokemon Go. Okay, well, that's showing off a Smash Brothers trailer. I mean, th- these are safe things. I mean, oh, you can't say, oh, the list is right because it said if Pokemon Go or, or Let's Go trailer and there it was. Okay, well. I, they're going to show off a trailer to a game. Oh, you're psychic. Yeah, of course. Um, now, there's plausibility to some. There's Final Fantasy VII and Kingdom Hearts three and Fallout 76 and Mortal Kombat X. I mean, I would love to see them. But, yeah, pipe dream at this point. You might as well just go and say God of War and Halo Infinite and all these others are coming too, you know? <laughs> Final Fantasy um, 8 through 14, <laughs> 2 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i agree i and we'll see um but i think yeah the the, the a lot of stuff is safe guesses the other the other things are kind of a little bit out there um but we'll see um like we've we've said in the past a lot of times our our uh podcast kind of spur on you know we we'll probably have one you know announced tomorrow um all of a sudden so um maybe maybe we'll find out very very soon uh, apparently this one on, on 22nd that kind of seems weird so it's usually on the 24th because um or or at this rate it'll probably be on the 31st since our next podcast is on the 30th so um, expect one on the 31st, I'd say, instead of the 22nd. <laughs> I mean, I can see them announcing it on the 22nd that it would like air on like the 24th or 25th or whatever, but usually they don't even announce it on a Sunday either, though. I would be happy if they announced it with that image of Mary in a bathtub again. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. Doing Nintendo's marketing for them. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, um, let we're gonna get ready to wrap up pretty soon, but uh, we got uh, we got some announcements to, of uh, some winners to uh, give yes. away our Play NYC uh, tickets. Uh, Barry, um, as I get this ready, you want to talk a little bit about Play NYC and remind people about what it is, and uh, also remind them that we got 
we got another contest coming up uh, right after this podcast as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Play NYC is a uh, gaming convention put on by Playcrafting. Uh, it is going to be held August 11th and 12th in Manhattan at uh, right across the street from the Penn Station on 34th Street at Sterling Ballroom. It is an incredible experience. I got the pleasure to go last year. Tons of games uh, that you get to not only get hands-on, but you get hands-on and be able to talk with the developers of the games. Uh, so you kind of get a little bit of insight into what's going on. A lot of these developers are not only very, very you know, appreciative of any you know, criticism or you know, uh, feedback you can give, but they're also, you know, like here, you, know, you can sign up, you know, your email and get discounts when the game comes out. You can get, you know, sometimes they give you the games for free if they're already out. They're just, they just want exposure. <clears throat> it's uh, a lot of fun. And it's, you know, it's two days. It's two full days um, nonstop. It's going to be four floors of, of video games that you'll just be able to play. Games range from mobile games to Switch games to PS4 to Xbox One to PC to virtual reality. Um, you get you get to try it all, and it's it's just awesome. And uh, Dan Butchko, the the CEO of Playcrafting, uh, very very nice guy, uh, was very kind enough to give us some tickets to give out to our listeners. Uh, and you can pay that back by not only letting him know, <clears throat> like if you if you win, and you go and you say like, oh yeah, I want these tickets to Nintendo Fuse. Uh, thank you if you see him, like that would be great. Uh, on top of that, you can go check out our industry talk where I sit down and talk with him and he talks about all the you know, different things going on this year and uh, for the years to come. And uh, that's available on our YouTube page as well as NintendoFuse.com. All right, cool. So, and uh, as well, we'll have, uh, like we said, we're going to draw three winners tonight. Yes, and then we have more mm-hmm. next time. Two winners, I think, next time. Is that right? Uh, two to three. Two to three, and again, so uh, after tonight, um, pay attention to our social media, and we'll post a link for the next contest. It's not quite ready yet, but uh, stay tuned for that. We'll also post it eventually uh, down in the, the description here on YouTube um, and in our, our show notes um, for the audio listeners as well. So um, that will be posted very, very soon, as soon as we get under the recording. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, draw these winners from yeah. our Gleam contest. And uh, we did have 55 entries. And so uh, 50, let's I thought it was 65. Uh, I, I think one of them was you, actually. So <laughs> Me? Really? I didn't even realize I entered. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's see who the first one is. Um, it looks like... All right, they gave me all three. This is the first time I've actually used Gleam, so sorry about that. But uh, looks like we have three. Um, Miguel Crespo uh, is uh, one of the winners. Dave Rodriguez and uh, DJ. So um, I know DJ has been actually a regular listener uh, here on the podcast. He shows up in the chat room on a, a regular occasion as well. Um, Miguel and Dave might as well, but I just, I just remember DJ's uh, name because it's also the same on uh, on YouTube. So congratulations to all of our winners, Miguel Crespo, Dave Rodriguez, and DJ. Um, we'll be in touch with you via email to tell you a little more details about uh, how to get those tickets and and everything as well. Feel free to contact us and uh, and that sort of thing. And um, also, as soon as we post the the winner or the contest for our next uh, or the link for our next contest, make sure you share that out and then get out the word. And uh, if you didn't win, uh, you have another chance coming up very 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 soon. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, that's that's pretty much, I think, uh, it for today's episode. Uh, we do want to let you know that you can write into the podcast as well. Uh, make sure you just write uh, at podcast at nintendofuse.com. You can contact us on, on uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, but um, we'd love to just hear your questions. You can send in a video link or uh, or an audio um, question as well, and we'll feature that. Uh, just make sure it's like under 30 seconds um, so uh, we can take care of that and and feature that in a, in a future podcast as well. Um, Greg, is there anything you're looking forward to um, before we, we meet again on uh, August 30th? August 30th? I mean, Jen, Jen, July 30th, my bad. <laughs> oh, oh, jumping oh. ahead. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to getting Octopath, but obviously I won't have it by the next podcast. And as I made the mistake before, definitely looking forward to Mega Man X collection that will be coming out soon. So, Barry, what are you going to be doing over the next couple weeks? Uh, in terms of gaming, hopefully getting you know, through Octopath and maybe starting some backlog, depending on what comes out within the next two weeks, because <laughs> I don't even know at this point. Um, and uh, other than that, just, just you know, real-life stuff, taking care of stuff in the house. And preparing to go to play NYC um, because I'm looking forward to that. And if any of our listeners go, uh, you could spot me. I'll be wearing a Nintendo Fuse shirt. Come by, say hi. I'd love to chat with you. And uh, yeah, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, Nintendo Fuse shirts. Greg, let's see it again. You guys show it yeah. off there. You can get your own Nintendo Fuse shirt. Just head to our website uh, and uh, just click the link that says get a uh, Nintendo Fuse shirt. And you can, uh, you know, Wear some Nintendo Fuse swag around uh, as you go to events. Um, be cool too if, if you're going to play NYC and wear your Nintendo Fuse shirt. That'd be a great way for uh, for Barry to spot you, and it'd be awesome to uh, to meet some of you guys. In if person if, if you do that as well, you know, I'll take down your your email or something. We'll we'll get you some gifts if you show up at Play NYC with a Nintendo Fuse shirt. We will get you some freebies. There you go. Get you some, get you some stuff. Probably some eShop gift cards or something. You know, we'll 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 hook you up. As yeah. a thank you. That's a great idea, Barry. Yeah. So go see Barry, wear your wear Nintendo Fuse swag and get some cool stuff from us. All right. Uh I am I actually I looked over the list of what's coming out in the next couple weeks. Um fortunately, as odd as that sounds, there's nothing that I'm really excited about over the next couple weeks, which is gonna allow me to go back and go to that backlog and actually play some Octopi Traveler and play a little more uh, of Captain Toad and uh, and maybe you know some other games that I haven't touched in a while. So I'm actually looking forward to them not being any brand new games that I'm excited about, <laughs> as, as weird as that sounds. Um, but uh, I do wanna say as well that uh, unfortunately, I said I'd see you guys on, on July 30th. I actually will not be here for the next podcast, but Greg and Barry will be here to discuss all the uh, the recent Nintendo news then. So make sure you do uh, still tune in, subscribe. If you haven't hit that bell to be alerted by all our new videos, make sure you do that right away. And you can uh, be alerted every time we post a new game chat. We got several of those coming out really, really soon and several yes. of posted. Um, we just... Uh, you talk soon industry talks as well. We've got lots of different interviews. Barry's been going crazy with uh, contacting all these developers and publishers and and all these other people in the gaming industry and, and talking with them. So make sure you check that out. And uh, we'll have some more gameplay videos and we're gonna try out some uh, you know live streaming and everything like that. Uh, kind of once our our lives are kind of like getting back into place. You know, summer's been kind of crazy for a lot of us and things going on. And Barry's still working on his home museum and everything else. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to you know get some 
get some live play on there too and and eventually get to that uh that that live gaming night that we've been talking about for a while and make, make actually make that happen sometime where you guys can tune in and watch us play some games together and, and maybe join in as well so thanks awesome. so much for uh checking out the nintendo fuse podcast make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends greg it's been awesome very same and uh we'll see you guys next time thank Take you care. have a good night guys